Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. My name is Promise, and you're listening to Day of Praise Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us, but before we get into the Word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, I just thank you for today, and I just thank you for providing us your Holy Spirit and just making us holy, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for just giving your life for us, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, welcome, everybody. We're glad you're with us, and we're glad that we get to study more of God's Word together. <clears throat> it matters. It's important for our lives. And also, we would just ask if you were blessed by this, that you would be a blessing to us and like the episode, subscribe on this and any number of the platforms we can find a day of prayer. And then also share with others so that way they too can be blessed. And most importantly, learn and grow in relationship and knowledge of our Lord and Savior. Right? As it matters. So. And as we say a lot of times, iron sharpens iron. We know that. So Amen. if you have um, any feedback that's maybe not positive, we'd love to hear that too so that we can get in line. And because we want more people to listen and more people to be blessed and more people to have a wonderful relationship with Jesus. It's, all, it's just about the relationship. Right? And, um, but also so that the, the gospel goes forth. And even through this ministry to the four corners of the earth. Right? And throughout the, the gospels preached throughout the entirety of the world. And um, thank you for bringing that up, brother. Because um, we were just asked recently on, um, you know, what the Lord's been doing through the ministry in, in the, I'll say, three years that he's had us as a ministry. We are in over 100 countries now. That's uh, just something the Lord's done <laughs> on his own. So, uh, yes, amen. Hallelujah. Like, it's incredible. At three, uh, well, say short years. Um, when you look at it, it's like, where did the time go? But yet, look at everything the Lord has done through that. So, and, and that's, so it's just incredible. And um, we know we're not done there. If the Lord can do that in three years, there's what, 206 countries in the world? So we're about halfway there in the Lord, right? And, um, and even then, that doesn't even count all the people in each country yet. Yet. And, right, because I, Firmly believe the Lord is going to do some incredible things in and through this ministry. And, um, you know, we'd just like to invite you, all, all the listeners, to, to partner with us and, and be a part of it. Um, you know, to sow in and, and to be, uh, I'll say, receive the heavenly war- reward. I can't give it to you, but <laughs> we have a heavenly, heavenly Father that can, right? Amen. And, um, yes. You know, that's credited to your heavenly account. <laughs> so, you know, when you partner with us, hey, the, the Lord knows and he blesses you, right? Um, he does. So, I just want to give make that an, an opportunity for each of each person that's listening to have the opportunity to, if you've been blessed, to be a blessing to others. So. And absolutely. And also an opportunity to obey the Lord. If he's ministering to your heart, mm-hmm. um, we want you to listen to what God is telling you to do, whether that be sowing and, um, 
and partaking and partnering with this ministry or whatever ministry God is having you um, speaking to you about, uh, simply because we don't want to deny you that opportunity to be blessed and to receive the hundredfold return because a day of prayer is good ground. And whatever God is telling you to do, you can rest assured it's good ground and it's going to produce the return and the harvest that God sent it or is um, (coughs) presenting it to you um, for that purpose. He's going to get his, his purpose accomplished. So. Amen. We just want to be willing participants in the work of the ministry. So that being said, We are going to reread in Exodus 28, verses 5 through 14, because we're continuing our discussion on the ephod. So, can I get a volunteer to reread that section of scripture, please? I will. All right, Layla. They shall take the gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, and the fine linen, and they shall make the ephod of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, and fine woven linen artistically worked. It shall have two shoulder straps joined at its two edges, and so it shall be joined together. And the intricately woven band of the ephod, which is on it, shall be of the same workmanship, made of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, and fine woven linen. Then you shall take two onyx stones, and engrave on them the names of the sons of Israel, six of their names on the one stone, and six names on the other stone, in order of their birth. With the work of an engraver in stone, like the engravings of a signet, you shall engrave the two stones with the names of the sons of Israel. You shall set them in settings of gold, and you shall put the two stones on the shoulders of the ephod as memorial stones for the sons of Israel. So Aaron shall bear their names before the Lord on his two shoulders as a memorial. You shall also make settings of gold, and you shall make two chains of pure gold like braided cords, and fasten the braided braided chains to the settings. Mm -hmm. Amen. You know, as you were reading there, Layla, when we talk about the garments for the priesthood, right? Yes. Of course, we we did, we in this series discussed the garments as an overview, right? Yes. But the very first thing mentioned is the ephod, which, again, with the colors and the, the gold woven through it, talk, is discussing who Christ is, right? His nature, his character, his attributes. Yes. As the very first item that's discussed in these garments. And then the rest come as a result of putting on the divine nature. Does that make sense? Yes. So the very first thing, right, follows the instruction that we receive in other areas of scripture, right? Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the very first thing mentioned. And um, so I just find that very interesting. Um, how we get to that. But that being said, I want to open up the floor to each of you to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to to kick us off? I will. All right, I promise. Okay, first Lord's talking to me about what the settings of gold and he reminded me of where a setting is where you put something in it to keep it in place, like with mm-hmm. rings. And so the Lord told me if the Piece, if the onyx stone was too big or small, it's not going to finish at the setting. If it's too small, it's going to fall right out. If it's too big, then it's not even going to be in the 
hole that it's meant to be in. Mm. And so the Lord showed me that with the onyx stone, that's how we should... Wait, let me revise that. That where you're talking about what he who endures, they are given a white stone with a new name written on it. Mm-hmm. And the Lord showed me that that's, that was us. And how when you let your fre- flesh become too big, you're not able to um, come into the blessing that the Lord has for you. Mm. But if, if, and also on the, on the other side, if your flesh is too big, you're, your spirit's not going to be big enough. It's going to be small, and that's going to fall right out. It's not going to endure. Mm. So we are required to endure, right? Yes. Is what you're getting at? Yes. But there's the other aspect, as you pointed out, right? The gold represents the divine nature, right? Yes. The Lord is the one holding us in place. Yes? Yes. Now, what was the expectation that Christ had of his disciples? That they would mature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That they would mature and come in and remain in alignment with him, right? Yes. Right? And what did Jesus say? My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and... That your fruit would remain. That your fruit would remain. Well, we first have to remain. We first have to stand. Right? Yes. What, what good is it if we disqualify ourselves? No good. No good for us. Right? (laughs) Just what Paul said, right? I preached the message, but it applies to me first. I adhere to my own message that I received from the Lord, right? Essentially, it's the paraphrased version. Um, Right? Paul's saying, I applied the message that I received from the Lord first to me, so that way I'm not disqualified from the prize, from the goal, from the reward. From receiving salvation. Yes. Yes. Isn't that the same thing we should apply to our lives? The same perspective, the same approach? Examining ourselves before the Lord. Not with our eyes, right? But with the Lord's eyes. Because if we look at it through our own eyes, we have a tendency to glaze over some things, right? Yes. Yes. We're just not going to look over there. We know it's there, (laughs) right? But we give ourselves a an immense amount of grace when the Lord's saying, no, no, we need to deal with that. That doesn't reflect my nature, character, or attributes. Right? Yes. The, the gold, yes. the divine nature, was woven throughout the ephod. Uh, we don't have, I mean, we have a, an image up on the board, if you will, right, as a representation. No doubt it's probably incorrect. That's it. That's all, all but almost guaranteed, right? Yeah. To what was actually made. However, I'm sure the gold was woven throughout the entirety of the ephod. So, shouldn't the divine nature, right? Christ's nature, his character and attributes, be woven throughout every area and aspect of our lives? Yes. Because yes. isn't that maturing? Isn't that coming up to, I'll say, Christ's level? Not that we could ever attain that he's God, right? Yes. But there is a oneness aspect, and we should be one with him. Not that we can be God, oh. right? 
but we're not a replacement exactly. for him, but we are. The, the scripture says, as he is. So are we in this world. Okay. Absolutely. And we are the body of Christ. So it's, doesn't your hand look like you? Yes. Sure yes. does. Yes. <laughs> doesn't <laughs> I just wanted to make it clear for the, for the listeners. <laughs> and, and And clarify because, right, things can be misconstrued. Mm-hmm. They can, right, they can be taken the wrong way. So I just wanted to, to state it plainly, right? We're not saying, or I'm not saying, that it's ever a replacement for Christ. It, that is an impossibility. That's right. There's if you've no listened to any thing. of these epi- any of the episodes on this podcast, you will know that. But if you're just listening for the first time, it's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is, we should, people should see Christ through us, His nature, His character, and His attributes in everything or every area and aspect of our lives. So. Thank you, sir. What else? And then the Lord showed me to get to that place. He reminded me of that there's two roads. There's the big and wide one. Then there's the small and long one. The narrow. The mm. narrow road. And the Lord had compared it to me with riding a bike. With no, You can eat if you ride with no hands. But if you're controlling it, having control over it, then you could go into a straight line. But if you're just pedaling with your feet, in a random wheel with no control over it, you're going to fall over into a ditch it's if there's one. That's going to hurt, huh? Yes. Okay. So, we talked about control. <laughs> and, right, how how do we, I'll say, can you explain the control aspect? That's probably a better question. Can yes. you explain what you mean by control? Not necessarily trying to manipulate it, not trying to manipulate a situation, but going, I know... If I do what the Lord tells me and it's going to please the Lord, then I'm able to keep going on this road. But if I go the opposite direction, I already know where that's going to lead. Okay. So, for the listeners, right? Because that's where we're trying to educate, right? That's the Lord's leading us. The control is not us being in control of our lives, right? Yes. But it is applying what the Lord has already taught and instructed us in how to move forward to, well, in in the example you gave, ride a bike, right? Yes. And we then should be in control of our own, I'll say, mind, will, and emotions, right? Yes. Spirit, soul, and body, to bring it in to subjection to the Lord's will. Is that that more accurate? Is that what you're trying to get at? Yes. Okay. Well, I love the analogy of the bicycle, so just, Mm -hmm. I'm, I remember, even though I'm a little older, you know, learning to ride a bicycle without my hands. And the reason we wanted to ride no hands is because it was easier, right? Mm -hmm. We were lazy. We were bent over to the handlebars, right? So we had to put our hands on the handlebars and lean over. But promise as you're saying that, you know, what was the cost, right? The cost was I may fall down a lot, right? Because I didn't take full control of my life, right? I'm not responsible for my maturity and my Mm. growth. I also couldn't go as fast because you can't pedal fast and hard with no hands on the handlebars. (laughs) So I go slower. I wander from side to side in the road more. Mm -hmm. But if I put my head down, I grab hold of the handlebars and I focus on taking control. I can go faster, farther, and with a lot more precision. So I thought it was a great analogy. It is. It's it's wonderful. (laughs) And... Uh, let's get back to this first. When we were taught how to ride our bikes, bicycles, right? Isn't that how we were taught to ride them? 
grabbing onto the handlebars, yes. right? Head down. I'm still looking where you're going, right? But the being in control of what we were doing, not just leaving it uh, up to our balance, right? And, and trying to, to shift and move to, to maintain that balance. So it's a matter of pr- appropriately applying the instruction that we've already received, and that makes all the difference. That's what the Lord is saying and speaking and doing here in and through the tabernacle about appointing us to Christ and then bringing it back to, this is how we live this out. It matters for us in our lives. What else, sir? That was it. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you. Anyone else? Well, Dad, you mentioned the the appropriate application of the word to our life and it just kind of reminded me of what you always tell me it doesn't happen overnight it's not um you wake up one morning and now you're the president of the united states or you're just this amazing football player there's practice that has to an effort that has to be practice <laughs> yes mommy <laughs> there's, has there's a lot of emphasis there <laughs> yes there is um like for an example from my own life i used to hate math and it wasn't because of the math itself, I just didn't understand. And I was trying to rationalize how they came up with such conclusions. And I'm like, well, this here's an easier way. And (laughs) 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 for the listeners, Dean also has his hand raised and uh, yes, just (laughs) wonderful. Right. And nodding in agreement. Beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) But we've all been there. So please continue, Layla. And mommy would tell me that instead of trying to rationalize their theorems just learn the material and as I practiced and got better at it I became more efficient I was faster and more accurate in my answers because I tell you um I would ask my brother to answer the question for me or <laughs> but by more accurate you mean they were correct as yes, opposed to incorrect they were wrong <laughs> okay. like 98 percent of the time and even in just basic stuff like multiplication like I look back at myself and laugh I'm like you couldn't tell me what two times two was and it's the same as two plus two is four and how I had to practice. So instead of me of avoiding math, which is what I would do, come and practice, and that's how you build up efficiency. You don't get better at something by avoiding it, only by practicing. So you don't get better at hearing God's voice by ignoring him. Mm. You practice listening to him in the small things, and then the things that he tells you increases in the depth, and it increases, and you get more accurate in your hearing, and then, therefore, you're more accurate in your movements and in your decisions because now you hear clearly instead of going i don't want to hear it turn your ears off okay i must throw a caveat into that one (laughs) please with the practice mommy said also said do not try to practice something incorrectly because once you put that effort into okay i know what's right to do but i'm not going to do i'm going to do this way because i think it's easier like my my case it wasn't I could rationalize how they got it. I just tend to skip the steps or condense them into one giant step and say, bam, I did quick. (laughs) And that got me the wrong answer and how it took a while for me to start doing everything efficiently, saying, okay, I'm going to draw out this whole problem. I'm not going to do mental math and say, okay, this is the answer. Because I struggled with that as well. I don't like to write down my math, how I got to the answer. (laughs) If it was right, I was slapping myself on the back and the dad said, how did you do it? Did you use the formula? And sometimes it was just me looking at it and guessing. And that's how we did it. How I did it. I was and say how we. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. And how 
the Lord was also showing that with it, you can't be trying to use the ability to try to practice your way to perfection on doing the wrong thing. It doesn't work no matter how much practice you put in. Like mommy said, she looked in the mirror and tried to practice how fast she could say, Lord, forgive me. (laughs) (laughs) I literally would practice that, which is to my shame. Goodness gracious. And how that's not what happens or not what works. When we put forth the effort, what will work each and every time is what the Lord tells us. Now what the world tries to tell us what will work. No matter how much effort you put in, it will not work any time. Telling you what. And no matter what you think. Oh, go ahead. It's not practice that makes perfect. It's perfect practice that makes perfect. Yes. <laughs> Practicing Jesus the perfect. Yes. Amen. Just doing what he asked. A, a lot of times, Layla, I would tell her about her math. She wanted to do it the way she wanted to do it. And would... <laughs> <laughs> Part of her reasoning was, well, I think it should be this way. So why can't I just do it this way? And the Charles, I think it should be this way. Why can't it be that? Well, because it's not. And if you just go ahead and say, all right, Lord, you're right. Throw your hands up, you know, like you're a bad guy caught in the the policeman's flashlight. The lights are on you. (laughs) The jig is up. You're wrong. It's okay. Go ahead and learn his way, which is the right way. And then keep moving forward, which is what both of you said. But I just wanted to point out that you wanted to do it your way. (laughs) Which, hey, I had my fair share in that too. But now I have learned. I've learned better. God is right. Amen. And I'll be right too if I align with him. Hey, hey, glory to God. Right, but isn't that what many strive for, is, is to be right? Yes. When what we should be, I'll say striving for, is to be righteous. Yes. And, and Layla, actually, and Honey, and Charles, what each of you was bringing up was about, yes, humbling yourselves, but it's about being willing to hear the instruction. Well, that, that's the first step, right? We have to humble ourselves so, and, and prepare our heart, and make sure it, it we, in, in our heart, is willing to receive the instruction given. There was such struggle because there was an unwillingness to receive what was being taught to you, yes. right? Yes. But as soon as you, well, had stumbled enough times or, or I couldn't get it and it just became frustrating, then you're like, okay, I've got to do things a different way. Now, hopefully, well, it's different for every person. Some is quicker than others to get to that point. Right, <clears throat> but it's the, and we're talking about natural things here, math and riding a bike, right? That yes. Seem important to us at the time, and they are important for our lives, but nowhere near as important as the Lord and our salvation, right? Yes. So there's a willingness, but after you were willing, then you could actually receive the instruction. It began making sense to you, and you began applying it grasping the concept more things could i'll say deeper explanation and instruction could be given so that you can move forward and do even greater concepts in the maths right yes okay and the counsel of the lord is if you're willing that's it plus obedient you will equals (laughs) eating the good of the land that's it (laughs) but then uh, there's this other aspect too right and um charles you brought this up about practice and right it wasn't about practicing um it wasn't just practicing for the sake of practicing we have to practice what's good and right right because there is what was being practiced was incorrect which provided no benefit right and there is 
the element and aspect of practicing evil or wickedness, right? And before someone says, well, I wasn't doing that. Well, you knew it was right to do, but weren't doing it, right? And I'm just using your example. But as for all of us in our heart, if we're not practicing the things of the Lord and what's right, then we are indeed practicing wickedness, even though we may not think we were right because you thought, well, I thought it should go this way. I thought this should just be the way it goes. I thought it was the rational way to do it. Sure. I was wrong. And some of that instruction was received from outside, right? Not what we taught. So as you pointed out, LaCharles, listening to the world, right? Yes. But in our discussion here about the, well, the tabernacle, and in this case, the, not just the garments for the priesthood, but how the priests had to live and conduct and carry out their lives and their service, reasonable service of worship for the Lord, right? Is no different for us. They had to be willing. They had to practice. They had to be able to distinguish the holy from the profane, right? Or the yes, holy from the yes. common, depending on your translation. And then choose to practice the things of the Lord. Charles, you brought up about how the things of the world, right? Well, it's already said where they come from, right? Yes. The father of lies, right? Which is the devil, which is Satan, Mm -hmm. right? And it says when he speaks, he speaks his native language. Mm, I like that translation. Right? It speaks in his native language. I forget which translation that is, but... um, Ever since I read that one, that part stuck with me. That makes, his, that makes sense. His native tongue, his native language. And, and the Lord even said that there is no truth in him. So how can we then take something from the world and think that, well, if we practice this enough, it'll eventually polish into righteousness? It's an impossibility, right? It's just a dumb idea. Sorry. Absol- <laughs> absolutely. I, right? I, but, had my, I had my share of it. But, but the practicing, right, for, for those that think, well, or may say to themselves, well, I'm not practicing wickedness. Well, it's not true. Let's get God's perspective on it, right? And I'll give you a couple places. Uh, one is Matthew 7, 23, right? And it says, uh, and the Lord says, I'll, I'll tell them plainly, get away from me, you wicked people, right? I never knew you. Get away from me, you who practice evil or wickedness. Micah 2, 1 says the same thing. Woe to those who devise iniquity and plot evil on their beds, right? Mm. Um, when the morning is light, they practice it. It's not about our perspective on things. It's about the Lord's perspective and what he's teaching us, right? How yes. can we come to the truth if we refuse to come into a, well, one, the right relationship, but... Get the Lord's perspective on how he views it. Righteousness and wickedness. Right? Yes. 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 It's not about what we say is, is holy. It's what the Lord says. And he knows the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And he's there to teach us those things. Right? Yes. But yes. we first have to be willing. And then choose to be obedient. Mm-hmm. As you pointed out, honey, honey. So... I know there's a lot in there. <clears throat> Does anybody have anything else they want to share real quick? That's no, kind of what I sensed. Oh, well, you were going to say something, sir? Uh, just as you were saying that, a perfect example is that when you hear somebody walking, you don't consciously think that you're practicing walking, but you des- develop a certain rhythm to your steps. 
that's how I can tell when you or mom is coming down the stairs. I hear the rhythm. Okay, that's how dad walks. Same is true in our lives. We have to be visual. Vig- vigilant. Vigilant. Okay, thank you. <laughs> you have to be vigilant and always on the watch. You can't even allow the smallest thing to creep in because it will eventually produce what it's meant to produce. Well, there's the other aspect too, right? Yes. You have spent time with, well, clearly each of us in this family, right? Yes. Especially your mother and I. So the more time you have spent, you learn all the little nuances of how people say and do things, how they walk and right their gait and what it looks like even from afar, right? So mm-hmm. yes. even when all you see is a silhouette, you can go, oh, no, that's mom or that's dad, or right? Yes. Yes. Shouldn't it be the exact same way with our Lord and Savior? Yes. Most definitely. Okay, which means we need to spend time with him, be in his presence, learning his ways and his thoughts. Because, because we are, will humble ourselves, submit to him, so he can teach and instruct us. Amen to that. All right. Okay. So we're going to pause there for today because there's a lot, I know. And um, I'm going to let the Holy Spirit minister to, to each person. And, you know, please search the scriptures, right? Yes. We'll never be offended with you searching the scriptures and spending time with the Lord and allowing his Holy Spirit to teach you. All right? Okay. So, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that you continue to pour in your attributes into us, Lord, Mm -hmm. that you are our creator, Lord, that we reflect you, Lord, when we're doing your will, Lord. It is not our will, but yours that we're striving to accomplish, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for your love, Lord, and that we get to love those around us, Lord. Love them with the love of Christ, Lord, and to bring them unto repentance. Do love, Lord, not by screaming at them or trying to force them, but by your love. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayers Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.